Hi, Alex. Welcome on to our podcast. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here today. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. So this is my friend, Alex. She is an amazing yogi and she's a yoga instructor. She is also a content creator, a photographer. Honestly, this girl does it all. I don't know if there's anything that she can't do. (laughs) And so we thought she would be an amazing person to bring on today. She's also very into herbalism and wellness. And I think she's just a huge source of knowledge and information. So we're so happy to have you on today to talk all the things about health and wellness. So thank you. Of course. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yes. that was quite the intro. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to meet this girl. She had so many good things to say. And um, I looked at your page and it's like stunning. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. I lots of effort into it. So I <laughs> so when did that start? When did you start posting on Instagram? Um, so I technically started like when Instagram first became a thing in 2012, but that it used to be my personal page. Um, it still is my personal page, but now it's my job. It'd be, I started creating content or deciding I was going to like make an effort to work with brands and create content and share knowledge and, um, really make something out of it about, five, six years ago. So, um, I was living in Australia and I got my first ever like nice camera. It was a mirrorless and I started taking really cool photos and I was like, Oh, I want to share my traveling and I want to share all this stuff I'm learning in yoga and help other people with whatever I'm going through as well. And I was really getting into writing at the time as well. And it just started to slowly take off and grow the more effort I put into it. Um, And then about two years ago now, I took it on full time to now, I do a lot of things, but I like, I would say the content creation and Instagram has become like one of the main sources of my income. So, um, I consider it my career now. That's amazing. And I feel like that's so many people's dream, Dream. honestly, you know, to be able to kind of be that self-starter, that entrepreneur, get to take fun pictures, get to travel. And then I'm sure like as part of being an influencer, like you said, working with so many brands, you're going to do probably a lot of cool things and getting exposure in doing that. Right. It's like, it's definitely my dream life. I feel like I've created because I get to, I've never liked being told what to do. And so, and I, I have like really bad ADHD, like I'm all over the place. So I knew that I wasn't good at like sitting in a desk or like being under authority. And so being able to travel, I've always loved photo shoots. I was like, I could do photo shoots, live my life, go on adventures and get paid by brands that I already love that I'm already using to like Mm -hmm. live this amazing life. And, um, at the same time, I then on the side of that, I get to like teach yoga and do what I love there. So I'm like, I get to move my body. I get to go on adventures. It's just like all the things that made me happy. I just continue to pursue them. And they've, I really believe that anyone can make a living off of anything that they put their mind to. Totally. Um, and it's just like slowly worked out and I've kept going for it and life is good. Heck yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. And I was just talking to Marcy right before this too. And I'm like, I really want to ask you how your wellness journey started because 
Yeah. Even though we're friends, I'm like, I don't think I've ever asked you that before, but you're someone that I really look up to in the wellness space. And like wellness is your life. I'm like, I wonder if it's always been your life or if there was some sort of event or something that caused you to get into it. Um, so there, when I was in middle school, I developed a really bad eating disorder. Um, and that kind of took over my life. It was like the one thing in my life that I felt like I could control. So I became obsessed with like learning everything. I wouldn't say wellness. I was learning about like what calories were, what different kinds of proteins were, like all these different things. And then as I started to heal from that journey, I would say that my healing process is really where the wellness came in. So Mm -hmm. I was using yoga, wasn't using yoga. I started doing yoga when I was about 14 as well. So it was kind of around the same time or I was 13, I guess. And I would go to the studio every single day because I didn't want to go to gym class. And instead of going to gym, you could go to a yoga studio and like get them to sign off on a thing. So I started doing yoga and I started to like learn all these ways to start to look at food in a different way. So I think they started off as separate things like my yoga and my wellness and my like wanting to know about like foods and how, what they do for your body. And, um, over time as I grew up and I developed, they started to like go hand in hand with how can I nourish myself instead of depriving myself. And instead of trying to control my food, like learn what it's doing for me and how I can, use all these different tools in the wellness space to really elevate my life and to allow me to do all the things I want to do while also being happy and feeling like I look good and feel good. And, um, yeah, so I would say my, it probably started from my eating disorder and then the healing process from that. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Cause you, you took something and you made it, you turned it into something so powerful. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's super cool. And also, are you studying herbalism right now? Cause I feel like we had a conversation yeah. about this and I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. So I'm in herbalism school at the moment. So cool. I've always just been super fascinated by plants and like, I like go, I'm like, Oh, what does that flower do? Like, look at that tree. Like it's, all that stuff excites me so much. And I've always been into things from like marijuana to mushrooms to different like properties of like chamomile and teas and like basically the full spectrum of the way that instead of going to pharmaceutical companies, we can use nature to help our help with different issues. Cause I think that that's what it's there for in a lot of ways. And people feel so disconnected from nature, I think in this day and age totally. um, that I think that plant medicine and herbalism and learning about these things that have been around forever can really like elevate people's lives and their wellness and their well-being um, on a physical and spiritual level. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's not something that's very like public knowledge, you know, yeah. like I feel like you really have to like yeah. dig to find that information. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, it's, 
it's there's so much of it too and it's so fun to learn about all the different like home remedies and to walk and be like oh I know that that plant can like help if I have a rash and will make it almost like instantly go away or I could you know wow. all those different things and at the same time it feels kind of like witchy in a way where I get to like please <laughs> like make potions and little tinctures loved all that kind of stuff um so it's it's definitely really fun and exciting and there's always so much knowledge around it and I'd really love to bring the herbalism and the yoga and everything together um into like a space where I can really help as many people as possible in all the ways possible with the things that I know that's great so what kind of structure is there in terms of like you know, how you want to maybe go about facilitating that? Is it like your clients in the studio that you want to just have those discussions with, or are there like programs that you're hoping to, to launch or, or how, how do you plan on communicating all of that? So I'm still figuring it out, but what I'm thinking is that I'm going to start like doing consultations with people once I'm like fully certified. Mm -hmm. Um, and start making like medicines for them based on what their needs are. So it's more of a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to integrate that with movement. So I want the medicines to like, because every plant has like um, an energy to it. And I mean, everything has energy to it, but like different plants have different energies to them. And I think when you combine that with movement as medicine, as well as taking plants from the earth, you really connect to your body and your environment and you feel really grounded in your healing process. Yeah. So I'd love to like take on different clients as well as create different tinctures and teas that I can then sell on my website to people. Um, But I would really love them to be super intentional where I'm making them myself and I want to harvest all of my own herbs because I feel like there's so many herbs out there that you are like manufactured they're sent from all over the world but I really think that when you like go and you find the herbs yourself and you dry them out and you have this connection with them there's so much more potency to them as well as I just feel like they work better personally yeah, and yeah. they're more connected. And the whole reason I like herbalism and yoga and wellness, it's all about this connection we have to ourselves and the world around us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm hoping to go with it as I finish my certification um, in herbalism. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's so exciting. Yeah. I love the vision that you have. And I think you're going to be incredible at that. And I think that'll benefit so many people. I would definitely buy your teas, right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever tinctures you create, I <laughs> definitely would be interested in that. <laughs> I, too. I mean, I'm so fascinated with like the Me holistic too. side of things. Oh, I yeah. didn't used to be, I used to be very lean, like I would like to lean on, you know, doctors and their advice. And then I feel like I just through so many negative experiences, like realized like, oh yeah, they're just practicing medicine and they don't necessarily have the, always the best agenda. You know, they're, they're there to push medicine and they stay in business, like Mm -hmm. just through prescribing things. And quite honestly, if you're continuing to be sick, they're profiting more. So there's some bias there. That's just really unsettling. And when you think about kind of taking your own ownership and having someone coaching along the way, like yourself, like that's so impactful to have somebody that, that can advocate for you in a way that's not necessarily like biased in it in kind of a yucky way you know what I mean like it's disturbing yeah I definitely agree I feel like also just taking a more holistic approach to it in general 
where a lot of doctors and pharmaceutical companies will like try to like cover up the problem or like yeah like a short-term fix instead of looking at someone's whole lifestyle and being like all right how do we like change your lifestyle and like integrate things that are like accessible to you that you can actually like get from around not from just big businesses as well as like how is how what's your movement like like what's going on in your body physically so it's more of like a holistic approach to the actual situation of what's causing it instead of hey, this is a pill that's going to make everything better. Yeah, 100%. And I came across that a lot with clients of mine as a personal trainer where they're going to the doctor for certain ailments. And I'm like, they never asked you about your diet, what you're eating, about your activity. I'm like- how is that possible? Like, I, I mean, I, I always use this analogy of like gas in a gas tank. Like if your car yeah. broke down and you didn't have gas in it, that would be like the first like dumbfounded, like, duh, like no wonder why you have no energy and you don't feel good. But doctors don't ask about food. And what's crazy is I feel like even when it comes to things like massages, facials, like all of that stuff, people like are so scared to spend money on going to like a holistic doctor to go yeah to these different consultations because people don't want to invest in themselves. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like it's like a car oil change. Like you are your own biggest investment because yeah. you're going to be in your body for the rest of your life. Yeah. So <laughs> you true. Know? So well, and true. I think it's more impactful for someone like yourself because there's more of a humanizing element to that too. Like say you're, you know, with your clients in a, in a studio, they see you and especially having access to like your Instagram and seeing your lifestyle, they feel like they know you, you know? And I feel like the old model when you're going and seeing like more of like a holistic doctor, you don't get an inside view of their life. And so it's hard to have that, that trust. There's a big disconnect. So Mm, someone like yourself, they feel like there's a, a partnership there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm all for it. I think that's great. I know. I love that. That's so exciting. I'm so excited to see where you take all of that. I know you'll be amazing and whatever you put your mind to. And I guess on that note, I feel like you, we've talked about this before, just like hanging out, but you're a big proponent of manifestation. And I feel like you've truly manifested your dream life. And I feel like that gives me hope and gives a lot of other people hope as well that they can do the same. And so I guess I'm curious, like what tips you would have for somebody who's kind of new to manifestation and maybe different things that they can do to kind of get them in that right mindset um, and truly help manifest like their dream life? Um, I would say to let go of, I think that it's important to be super intentional, but also and clear on what you want, but to let go of like feeling like it has to happen. Because I think Mm -hmm. so many times we'll think that there's one way to do something and then because of that, we don't see all the other possibilities. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm whenever I'm like manifesting something I'll usually vision board or like I'll write and picture myself already in that situation but I'm usually trying to manifest multiple things at once that are different from each other Mm -hmm. and then I release control because if I release control then I'm able to see when it comes to me in different ways and go towards that opportunity it's not just like sitting back and being like oh I hope this happens it's like oh like that I wanted that like I was thinking that 
And I see that there's an opportunity for that right here. So I'm going to go towards that and just like really like going into the opportunities without being closed off so that you still see the options, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes, that makes a lot of sense. I I feel like I needed to hear that advice right now (laughs) because I I feel like I have all of these like blockages around me from wanting certain things and being focused on certain things so much that I'm almost Mm -hmm. like causing stagnation almost because I'm putting so much pressure onto a certain situation unfolding. And because of that, I feel like I'm probably in turn kind of preventing that from even unfolding the way it's supposed to happen. If it's meant yeah. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Control is so important because then, yeah. because then you can, a lot of times it's coming to you in different ways than you even expected. Mm-hmm. It usually is. And then when you're not holding on to it, so you're like, oh, wait, that could help. That will yeah. work. You know, yeah. and, then, and then also to like, be able to like, like, Hey, like maybe this is something I was trying to manifest. And then all of a sudden it doesn't feel aligned anymore. You're like, you know what? Like maybe that, maybe I'm, maybe I'm shifting and going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And now I want this. Cause I think sometimes we hold on to something so much that we don't realize when it's no longer what we want. We just are so focused on getting it that mm-hmm. we don't allow ourselves to like evolve into the life we're creating. Yeah. Gosh, that's so true. I think for me, the biggest, the biggest downfall when I try to like manifest or meditate, it always comes back to like money. And then there's like this desperation, right? I mean, I think, and I don't know if you can maybe shed light on if you ever had those feelings or like what you do to kind of navigate that. But like, for me, just like, for example, it's like, there's, there's a a desperation to kind of feel like there's a a element of control that I want to have because there's responsibilities, right? There's, bills to be paid, things to be done. And so there's a certain level to where you're like, okay, I I feel like I have to force this because I've just got so many things that are dependent on that, Yeah, you know? And then, and then it just, it starts not feeling, it doesn't feel good organic, Mm -hmm. you know, have you ever felt that way? Definitely. Yeah. So I think for me, whenever I feel the way it comes back to, feeling like almost like a scarcity mindset around it like what if there's not enough or what if I'm not able to do this then I'm like oh and what if there's not enough money then I've got to do all these other things that I don't want to do and Mm -hmm. this whole little spiral of self-doubt thinking that I'm not going to be able to that it's not accessible to me for some reason and whenever I find myself in those mind patterns I have to remember that no matter what happens I'm going to figure it out having that self-trust of like yeah I don't have a consistent paycheck every single month. Like every single job is different, but I know that I have so many different things that I can offer that I'm going to be okay. And it's coming Mm -hmm. back to this self-trust of like the abundance that's all around me. Cause I always look around and I'm like, literally there's money everywhere. (laughs) Like people with buildings, with like things that you pick out of the ground that you can sell. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, there's so many things that I could figure out to make it work but I can't be stuck on this is the only way I can make money because I think when you put too much weight on one thing especially financially and especially when it has to do with creativity mm-hmm. you drown it and you you burn totally. out from it and yes, so I feel like you, you don't want to like suffocate your creativity so for me that's why I was like okay I'm going to teach yoga I'm going to do Instagram. I'm going to like write for blogs and do writing things. I'm going to do photography because I love that. I was like, all the things that I love, I'm going to do all of them. And then I'm not too stressed about any single one of them. Cause yeah. I'm like, if that doesn't work, I have these other things that I'm also doing. Mm-hmm. And 
I know that'll be okay. And sometimes it can be overwhelming being like, oh, there's all this stuff, but I try to be like, hey, I'm not very organized. I'll say that much, but uh, (laughs) I'll be like, oh, like I'm feeling really burnt out and teaching too many yoga classes right now. Like I'm going to take a step back and like maybe cut a couple classes from my schedule and really focus on more content creation. Then I'm like, oh, I'm taking on way too many brand partnerships right now. I'm overwhelmed with this. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and do a couple less partnerships a month. And instead I'm going to like get more photography jobs and maybe teach two more classes and just kind of like play with trying to balance it all so that I'm never putting too much weight on one thing. And that if I feel like I am, I'm able to take a step back and still see that I have all these possibilities and all these things. And I don't don't have to put it all in one place. Like not all of my money has to come from the same thing. And that makes the abundance mindset way easier. Cause I know that when I used to teach yoga full time and I would teach like 17 classes a week and I'd be so tired and so stressed and I'd just be, I'd just be making it by like, and it it was stressful. I was like, I can't do this, but I love it so much. And I don't, but it's making me not love it because I'm not making enough money. And then I slowly was started to be like, oh, but I can do multiple things and it'll all complement each other in certain ways. So what would you, so for those listening who are admiring your lifestyle and they want to kind of emulate some of the things that you've done, it sounds like maybe your suggestion would be to, to really get clear with what your passions are and have like multiple streams, right? Yeah. I would say get clear on what your passions are and not even necessarily get clear, but write down all the things that you do that like bring you joy. Like, don't worry about the money at first, write down like, Hey, like I like to go to the gym or I like to go to yoga, or I like to like, I like to sit outside in nature. I like to draw. I like to like graphic design is my thing. I love that. Or I really like doing math. Like just like the things that like when you do it, like you get excited or you lose track of time. And then once you figure all that out, be like, hmm, what are, I look, look at the list and be like, how are ways that I can monetize these different things mm-hmm. where it doesn't need to be making your full source of income. Maybe it's just a little bit and start to be like, oh, maybe I can do a couple of these and like start playing around with the possibilities of the things you love making you money without making it be the only thing that's making you money, you know? Mm-hmm. And slowly, I think those things start to grow and it creates a really solid foundation when you have a lot of different things because then if one piece falls you're not worried about like everything collapsing yeah and that goes back to like not putting too much pressure or force on something because exactly yeah I love that instead of forcing just letting it all flow and then it's also things that you all love because there are things you just wrote down that bring you joy I love that so much I'm getting so inspired now I'm just like (laughs) I want to just go journaling and like write all these things down and it's very, it's very inspiring. And actually, I feel like you're one of the people that really got me into, speaking of which, got me really into journaling and like understanding the power of journaling because you are a big journaler. <laughs> I'm a big journaler. <laughs> yes. And I feel like there's so much power in doing the act of journaling. Um, so I'm trying to be more consistent with that. Um <laughs> But it it kind of going on that journaling note, do you have specific prompts that you kind of do when you're journaling? Or I feel like a lot of the times you kind of just write what's coming to mind and do like a brain dump type of situation. But for someone who's kind of new to journaling and some of these mindfulness practices, um, do you have any advice? Yeah. So 
Um, I think a good way to start morning pages, which is when you wake up before you look at your phone or before you just like before you consume to kind of like figure out like where you're at. So like to open up your journal and write like one to two pages and just like, it doesn't have to be anything important. It can literally be like what you're thinking of you're going to get done throughout the day. You know, that's like a really good way to start and things will just come. It might take you a little bit longer if you're like, I don't know what I'm thinking right now, but something will always come out. And then if you're still wanting journal prompts, there's always like, I usually do journal prompts a little bit later on in the day or later in the morning. And when I do those kind of more focused around like what, what's my intention right now? Like, how am I feeling? And why do I think I'm feeling that way? Or where did this come from? And it's usually more like investigative work, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then also I keep a different journal in my bag. And whenever I'm feeling inspired, I'll like whip it out and be like, just like start scribbling. Or if I go to a cafe or restaurant by myself, I love to just like journal, like I'm on a date with myself and like, kind of like, just like start writing and figure out like what's going on in my head and organize my thoughts on life and like what I'm experiencing. I'm like, and then I, and I felt this way. I wanted to act that way. I'm like, Hmm, what, where did that come from? Like, where and just like having that like self-investigation really helps you figure out and get clear on like what what is making you happy what do you need to take a step back from you know and I think that mm-hmm. self-discovery comes from being present with yourself and intentional and you can't be intentional or, or like really clear on what you want if you're not investigating it mm-hmm. so journaling is just an opportunity to get to know yourself better yeah I love that your own best friend such really a good fun. way to self-reflect I love that and like you're on a like date my with espresso, yourself <laughs> my espresso martini and my journal or like I was like yes. on me. <laughs> sounds like the perfect day to be honest right <laughs> hey if, if you can't date yourself yeah how, how's true. everyone else gonna like you <laughs> true true exactly. you gotta love yourself first exactly <laughs> I love that um And then also another question that I have is around yoga and kind of how, when you got started into yoga, you said that you were around like 13 or so, and you were going to yoga studios and practicing kind of to get around like the PE requirement. When did you start getting really serious about yoga and kind of knowing that you wanted to teach yoga and become a yoga instructor? Um, I would say when I was living in Australia. Okay. Um, I was going every single day and I just really loved it. I was feeling really connected and I could really feel that my yoga practice was helping me evolve in other places in my life. So I went to like a couple workshops and I started to get, learn more about yoga philosophy at the studio I was going to there. And I was like, wow, like this is what I needed. Like, this is what I need to keep growing. Like, this is the information, like my brain has been like craving for Mm -hmm. it to take that next step or for me to go into the I was like it made me curious it made me excited and curious to learn and dive in and then I moved back to Colorado and I did my teacher training because I was going to core power at the time and I was going like every single day they mentioned teacher training and at the time I also felt like I wanted a different community than like my college friends because like I loved my college friends but I felt like I was in a different place in my life where I didn't want to like party and drink all the time and I wanted like to really step into more of the wellness space um and this is also when my Instagram started growing so it was a big shift year when I like um and then 
I thought it was going to be a really good opportunity to make new friends in the one that were interested in similar things and to have like another source of community. Um, And so I did it and I just loved it. And I felt so empowered when I was teaching. And I love that being a teacher meant I always got to be a student. Cause like, if you can't, you can't draw from stale waters all the time. Like you have to always be looking for new knowledge and new things to share. And you do that by being a student yourself. So I was like, oh, this is so fun. I get to like move my body and like help people and constantly be learning new things and growing. And it was just the best decision I ever made was doing my teacher training. I love that. So you did your teacher training in Colorado? Yes. Okay. I'm from Colorado. So that's Where in great. Colorado? I grew up um, in Highlands Ranch. So like South cool. of Denver, where were you living when you were I there? was in Boulder. So okay. I lived, yeah. So I was like, I went to CU Boulder and I stayed for a couple of years after and I loved it there. Nice. Yeah. I went to CU also and I ended up graduating from CU go Denver. Buff. Yeah. Go uh, Buffs. Oh yeah. my God. Wait, that's actually crazy. I know. Right. I know. I, didn't I saw even that. make that connection. I did. I saw that on your Instagram. So I was curious to ask you and it, yeah. I, it kind of led me to a question that I had too, in terms of like demographic, right? Like I'm sure yeah. you have a pretty deep understanding of like who your followers are, who resonates with your messages and stuff. And I was curious, like how that has changed based on like where you've lived and like how you've been able to connect with people like culturally. Honestly, I feel like in all I've lived in like Colorado in Boulder, which is a little bit granola, very like, yes. yogi, <laughs> yeah, like nature, like basically like and I lived in Seattle, which is also like outdoors. Mm-hmm. I found a really strong yoga community there as well. Um, a little bit less on the like hippie side, I would say. And then I moved to San Diego, which is like people also are super into wellness here. So I yeah. think between all of them, they've just been like, I've lived in really awesome. Well- and also in Australia where I was living, mm-hmm. great yoga studios, like super big focus on Was wellness. that granola in um, Australia? No, it wasn't granola Okay. But like- it was wellnessy, and then, okay. yeah, there was. It was like so I think that the granola e and the wellnessy. Wellness- <laughs> <laughs> I think we just made the, some new words. <laughs> all of those put together like created this very like bohemian brand for me um, mm-hmm. of like wellness and yoga and nature and just like I'm really into like aesthetic things. So it. Um, I think that all the places I've lived, my following has kind of stayed like same kind of crowd, I would say. Um, yeah. I think that I've gotten a little bit more lifestyle recently with my, with my feet as well. So bringing in some new people there, but, uh, yeah, I would say the audience and all the demographics has stayed pretty, pretty similar since the beginning of people that are looking to like go on adventures and like want wellness tips and are into movement and just like self-growth and are curious about expanding yeah and I love that every single caption that you have on your Instagram posts are seriously so inspiring. Like, I feel like I'm liking and saving all of your posts. Cause I'm like, I need to go back and reread this caption. It's so good. Like they're just so inspiring. So if anyone's listening, you have to check out her Instagram because I swear, like if I'm having a day where I feel down, I'll just go and read a caption that you wrote. And I, I swear every single time I read it, I'm like, that one resonates with me today. It's actually kind of wild. 
Thank you. That means so much <laughs> to me because like when I do that, my intention is like, I'm really hope it's, it's scary being vulnerable and like yeah. putting these things out there and putting my writing and what I'm like thinking and those deep thoughts. Totally. Yeah. Like a bunch of people, but yeah. it's like the people, then people say that I've resonated with them and that it helped them. And like that, like is why I do it. Like, I'm like, I'm sharing this so that hopefully someone like is feeling the same way. And like, needs to hear this right now because I know that when I when I write it it's because I've been it's like you become your own teacher like you Mm -hmm. things that I'm writing are things that like I'm learning and that I'm processing and trying to articulate that in a way that I hope others can resonate with as well totally and it's always so funny because I'm like whenever you post it I'm like it's like she's speaking to me right now (laughs) like I'm literally going through this exact same thing so yeah it's it's really special Thank you. I'm so happy that you resonate and that they speak to you. <laughs> I am speaking to you. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's what it takes to generate a good audience, right? Is mm-hmm. is that gift of being able to like step into like I'm ta- where people feel like they're being spoken to. Yeah. You know? Totally. Like, that's a gift. That's awesome that you can share that. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's pro- always working on it. <laughs> and I think too like you've been able to build such an amazing like wellness community of like-minded people and I think that in itself is hard to do to build like such a strong like tight-knit community like that um so I guess do you have any tips or advice for somebody who's looking to kind of build a community or even kind of branch out with their friendships, kind of like how you were discussing when you um, decided to do teacher training and meet new people that way for someone who's looking to kind of like grow their friends or their community, kind of what sort of steps they can take in the right direction. Yeah, I would say just dive into all the things you love. Like when I was in Europe, I remember I was like feeling pretty like lonely and down for a couple of days when I was traveling by myself. And I went to a yoga studio because I know that yoga makes me happy. And I instantly made like five friends mm-hmm. and then, and also just to be authentic and vulnerable in going for what you want. Like when I'm making these, like so many of my best friends I've made through Instagram, it's crazy. Like I've met them online and then we ended up meeting in person. And it's like, if you show up as, as you are fully vulnerable, like without trying to like impress or like anything like that just like leading from your heart people can feel that and then they do the same thing it's like you give people permission to be themselves when you're yourself and that's when true connection and community is made and I just feel like yeah that's like the best way to create like new connections community is to be real and to be vulnerable and to hear people like because everyone's different from each other. So just because you're being vulnerable doesn't mean you're instantly going to like connect. But then mm-hmm. if you are, and they are also, then we, I feel like you can become close with anyone and create community anywhere if you're open to hearing people and also being authentic mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, the, the level authenticity of openness piece. with yeah. authenticity. And when you put like totally. openness and authenticity together, you create like a magnetism for everything you want in your life. That takes practice though, for sure. It definitely does. And what's interesting is I feel like as, as humans, it's so natural for us, like want to look good or like care so much what everyone else thinks about us that we have to practice 
like refocusing on what we want, who we are at our core and how we show up in the world Mm -hmm. in alignment with that. And especially when people have been hurt before bad things have happened, it becomes harder to be open and it becomes a practice of, okay, like once again, with the journaling, where can I be more open? Like, where can I, where can I see people more instead of assuming who they are? Like, where do I want to be seen more? And how can I show who that is by being me more? I don't know, just like little questions like that. I'm always asking, okay, like, how can I be more open? How can I be more authentic? Like, sometimes I want to close off. Sometimes I want to be the opposite way or like I don't want to feel like a burden to people or there's all these thoughts that come up that are blocks Mm -hmm. but then I'm like okay but like what is that doing for anyone for Mm -hmm. me to not fully be who I am I'm like it's not doing anything for me it's not doing anything for them like and yeah that's so true yeah you're right people can totally feel that authenticity and that vulnerability and just someone who is open to share their energy and their light with other people Mm -hmm. it's a really powerful thing just like you described it like it's it's magnetism like people are instantly drawn to someone who is open and willing to share and be vulnerable and um I think that's really powerful I love that and it's like a practice of even when it's like if you're vulnerable and someone like shuts you down or like is like there's just not your person you know and like yeah. at least you figured it out that way because like who we don't want people in our lives that are going to make us feel small or like not accept us for who we are so really yeah. you're just like leaning out the people that aren't supposed to be in your community and aren't supposed to be in that like tight knit group and the, your people will come to you when you're yourself mm-hmm. but otherwise so you're like true. misaligning if you're a putting up a front acting like someone else or who you think they they're gonna like then you're not really figuring out who your real people are yeah that's so true and kind of on that note I guess you know with people who don't really align and who you know criticize and judge have you ever experienced that sort of like criticism or I don't know like I feel like sometimes people on the internet, especially like on Instagram, social media, sometimes can be so mean. Have you experienced that through just like having as large of a following as you have? Definitely. I've definitely had people be like judgmental. I've had people like say mean things, make fun of me. Um, I feel like a lot less so than a lot of people. I don't get it very often, but I definitely got in it before. And I've, de- I've definitely cried over it before. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, then I take a step back and it's like, people that do that, it's like, if, if it's just a reflection of them, you know, it doesn't really mm-hmm. have anything to do with me. So um, and I'm like, they're just not my person. And they're feeling like they, like, something's going on with them that makes them feel they need to do that um right and I feel like they're different than like I'll reflect on it for a second like no like I know me I know that they they don't know me right that that's not the case or when I first started doing Instagram and people were like oh like you're it looks like you care so much it's like yeah I do care like I want to do this I have no problem caring and if someone wants to judge and then like is it because they're scared to care like you know like I'm like proud of what I do and I want to show up and I want to care and like I'm not afraid to be myself Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people like sometimes that freaks them out because they're not at that place yet and you can only ever meet someone as much as they've met themselves and when people do that like that maybe they're not at a place yet where they feel like 
they want to be open or that's just you know and okay go on with your life bye yeah (laughs) for sure for sure and you never know like you know especially when it comes to you know putting yourself out there on social media and doing like modeling or or having pictures that you are showcasing like your your look like and being proud of that right like no one knows what it's like to be you and like what what might be really great in you doing certain things like that and and empowering yourself and I feel like sometimes that can maybe spark people feeling threatened and like you said jealous yeah because they're not feeling their best and they're seeing their insecurities are being triggered based on you looking stunning and feeling good and it's like they want to tear that down and it's like it's so shitty that people do that but I mean I think it's good to like be like self-analysis and have that going on enough that you don't take it personally right Yeah. yeah exactly and yeah I'm always, when people do that, it's kind of, it's a reflection of them. And that's none of my business at the end of the day. I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but like, yeah, like that's, (laughs) yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. You're like, peace. (laughs) Yeah. And I find that to be kind of sad too, because I feel like a lot of people are deeply unhappy with where they're at in life and they just don't know how to fix it. And that's like their way of lashing out tearing yeah. other people down yeah I see it happening it all the time on social media and yeah. it like feels so icky mm-hmm. like, really yeah or even just being super judgmental about certain things and just feeling like true when certain people get very triggered like very defensive over certain views and things like that it's yeah. like it's yeah. uh I don't know it's, it's almost like-, like a lack of communication too when people get defensive or they like start to judge instead of it like you- right there you're losing the connection with other person there's no like room for new knowledge or anything Mm -hmm. that's so true um I want to talk about because we touched on it very briefly but um well I know you and I have talked about before but we touched about it very briefly on this podcast and I want to hear a little bit more about your Europe trip that you took because that was a solo trip which I feel like takes so much courage. I've never done a solo trip in my life. And you went to Europe and you traveled to like a million different countries all by yourself. And I want to hear about that experience because that's it was incredible. So um, what triggered it was I went through a really bad breakup from like a six plus year relationship and I needed to re- write my own story and I wanted to do it on my own like I didn't want to go with a friend I didn't want to have to worry about anyone else besides me like I am such an empath that when I'm around other people a lot of the time I'll be like what do they want like and I get into people pleasing mindset a little bit which is something I'm working on so I was like when I go on this ship like this whole trip is gonna be like what do I want to do today like where do I want to go like no plan just like an idea of the places I wanted to go. And I was like, I'm going to fully treat myself and just like allow myself to explore an adventure and to honor my own voice and where I want to go and what I want to do. Um, and it wasn't easy at first. I got there and I was like, oh my gosh, I left my whole support system. I don't speak the language. I'm yeah. crazy. Why did I do this? <laughs> but like after the first like two weeks or week and a half, 
I loved it. And I really was able to like not hide from myself because I had no one to distract me, nothing to distract me. Like I had to allow myself to feel everything I was feeling and to work through it instead of avoiding it, which I needed to do um, in order to like grow and to not repeat old patterns and things like that. Like it was made as a trip for me to first self-reflect, to grow, then also to like start moving forward with my life and like what I wanted to create for myself. So I went to all around Italy and then I went to, so I went, did like Northern Italy, Central Italy, like Sicily. And then I went over to Greece and I island hopped through Greece. And then I went from Greece to London and I was in London and like England and I was there for two weeks. Um, and I like made a bunch of friends there. And actually when I was in London, I was like, I'm going to practice dating here. I'm going to like practice reopening myself up. (laughs) I can't get attached. I can't get connected, but I can like repractice, like getting to know people and like allowing myself to be vulnerable. And so that was really fun. Cause that was like that stage of my healing process was London. And then I went to Paris and I was there for uh, like two weeks as well, or a little bit more than that. I went around like France. Um, and my best friend was living outside Paris. So I got to hang out with her. And then I flew back to Seattle where my dog and my car were. And I did a road trip all the way down the coast back to San Diego. So wow. it was like, a <laughs> that was like two and a half, three months. That's um, crazy. And yeah, it was amazing. It was like, cause I didn't, I didn't have a plan. I knew the countries I wanted to go to. And I like had recommendations of different cities, but I didn't book anything until two nights before. So I was like, even like the night before, um, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go here for like five days so I can like fully experience it. Then I'll like switch to different Airbnb or a hostel and, um, just kind of like allowed myself to fully be on an adventure. That is so cool. That is really cool. I just, I don't know if I'd have the nerve to do that. Oh my gosh. It was a really amazing experience. And, um, Europe is not cheap it was expensive but I put it on a credit card and I also was working while I was there so I was like it wasn't too bad I was also subleasing my house and so I wasn't paying rent um when I decided I wanted to do it I was like I'm doing it like there's nothing stopping me yeah make it happen I'm gonna sublease my house like I'm gonna get my yoga classes covered I'll find brands to come along with me um or like I'll just like work remotely and do some little jobs along the way and get a credit card I was like I need this and I'm going to figure out a way to make it happen and it happened wow that is so cool wait so when was this when did you go I went from the beginning of September until the beginning of November okay so fairly recently yeah because I remember there's a period of time she's like by the way I'm going to Europe and I'm gonna be there for a while and I was like whoa (laughs) yeah it was yeah it was recently which is crazy to think about um because it feels so long ago but that's so cool it reminds me of like eat pray love like that's exactly (laughs) what I was emanating like I feel like I love and that's where I was like I would sit like at a cafe with my espresso martini in my journal just yes. <laughs> take it. I was like I'm just taking myself on a honeymoon with the yeah. my, like, yes, reading myself to like all of the like I went to like like the nicest like Michelin restaurants like by myself and I was like, yes. I would like I would dress up and be like oh, I love myself that. on a day I'm on a honeymoon with myself 
That's so cute. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That might inspire me someday to do that. I'm going to look back on this maybe, but not anytime (laughs) soon. I feel like that takes a lot of nerve to go and do that. I feel like that would, that would scare me a little. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't scared surprisingly. What is this? Wow. Um, yeah, I wasn't scared. I mean, I guess I was a little bit, but I've traveled quite a bit and I like, feel like I'm like pretty like smart about things about how to be careful and like not be stupid mm-hmm. uh, and to be safe because I'm still like a girl traveling by myself yeah mm-hmm. but yeah I just was like my my want and my like to my love my want was like way stronger than my fear so I was yeah. like I'm gonna do it because this is what I need and I could just feel that I needed to do it um I was yeah, like, that was totally no what you needed. There's no other way. Like, I was like, if I stay in San Diego, I'm going to be around the same things and I'm going to get be stuck in this place. And I was like, I felt so like, I just felt like I needed to like get out and like put myself in an uncomfortable situation and relearn to trust myself and to connect with myself. I yeah. love that. So when you came back, did you feel like a completely different person? I did. I felt so, felt and feel so good. And like, um, yeah. I was just came back and I was in a really good place. And when I left, I wasn't in a really good place. And uh, the trip did everything that I thought that it would. And I mean, at the same time, it's not like I went and all of a sudden all my problems went away because like no matter where you go, there you are. But I was able to actually face them without Mm -hmm. distractions and hear my own voice instead of like everyone else's opinions about them. Yeah. Um, And like work through it to the point where it's like everything's temporary. So like you'd feel something. So like I would like feel like crying. Then like the next day, a couple hours, I'd be like super happy. And I was like, if I'd let myself feel it all without any distractions because traveling by myself. So I didn't care if I looked crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a brave thing in, in and of itself is after going through an experience like that, not being afraid to be alone with yourself somewhere completely isolated where you don't know anyone like that in itself takes so much courage because oftentimes when you're going through like a very like tough time, the last thing you want is to be alone with with your thoughts and with you, like oftentimes I would like deflect and try to just like book up my schedule, hanging out with so many people, just because I was like, I need to be surrounded and distracting myself at all times. But the fact that you were brave enough to be with you and just your thoughts in Europe, overcoming all of this and being with your emotions, I think is really cool and inspiring. And the thing is, so when I, I, the first, when the breakup first happened, I was like, I was at first, like everyone was like, you got to hang out with friends, you got to do this and that. And I was, and I realized that I'm such an empath that I like, I felt bad, almost like a burden, mm. like expressing how I was feeling all the time. And I was like, I just, I was like, I just need to be by myself and feel all of this and like process mm-hmm. it. Cause if I surround myself with people, I'm not going to, I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna allow myself the space to heal that I need. And so I think a big part of going away is one of the reasons I like to spend time alone is that I really need to like create space for myself to feel everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can focus like on your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, do you think we should wrap up with the, the final yeah, question? I think that's, yeah. Yes. Do you want to do it? <laughs> do you want to- of course. Okay. So Alex. Yeah, we make what? it sound like it's going to be this dramatic. So like <laughs> ominous. It's, it's not even dramatic. Alex. <laughs> what uh what does wellness mean to you 
Hmm. Big question. I know it's like <laughs> such a, I, I always feel so bad throwing that on people at the very end because I feel like everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> where did that come from? Wellness to me means to be physically and spiritually aligned and thriving I guess it's just a different word for well I guess I'm trying to think of like I think it's just like self-care at the deepest level it's like a found wellness is like a a foundational relationship you have with your lifestyle Mm. and who Mm -hmm. you are so mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's mental, it's wellness is mental, it's physical, it's spiritual. Um, and it's just setting yourself up and like cre- creating space to be happy, not just be happy because wellness isn't always a happy thing. It's just like to feel good, aligned and to show up for yourself. Wellness is to show up for yourself. That's what I'm going to say. Love that. I love that. That's a new one for us. That's cool. I like I that. I think that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Heard so far, honestly. Yeah. Same. That's pretty short and sweet. Short and sweet. <laughs> awesome. I was like trying to figure it out. I was like, oh, it came to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm so happy that you came on our podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And I feel like people are going to get so much value out of this. You're one of the first people that comes to mind when I think about health and wellness. So we're so happy that we got a chance to chat with you here. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you guys had me on here. I've loved talking to you both. And I hope that it helped whoever's listening. Yes. Yes. Also, do you want to shout out your Instagram handle for anyone who's listening here that doesn't currently follow you so they can read all of your inspiring posts and keep track of your herbalism journey as well? I know I will be doing that. I know. Yes, me too. (laughs) Um, So my Instagram is alexcallahan4. So it's just my name and the number four. Perfect. And she also has a photography page as well. Um, Alex Callahan Photography, right? Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate you. Thank you.